Hello and welcome back to WNBL on sportradio.com.au as we get set for the 2009 half of this Australian Defence Force WNBL season. Craig Ravel with you from Southern Cross Stadium. Joining me, Michelle Hocking. I hope you had a great Christmas break and uh, an enjoyable entry into the new year. Yeah, yeah, it was a good break and I'm glad to get back and see some good women's basketball and uh, hopefully tonight's game will be a tough one. Um, Probably, you know, top of the ladder versus bottom of the ladder, people will be thinking it's going to be one-way traffic. It might end up that way, but you know with the AIS and the talent they always have on the floor, you can never be quite sure what's going to happen. The AIS, though, missing their two most experienced players in Katie Gaze, who is uh, in Malaysia at the moment, I believe, and uh, Steph Cunningham, who's in Scotland. So uh, (laughs) certainly they're getting up some frequent fire miles on family vacations and family commitments on top of the uh, miles they're racking up with Virgin Blue in the <laughs> WNBL. That's right, and they are missing those two players, but they've got Lizzie Cambridge back. Now, I understand it'll be from, from Dean, limited minutes, but uh, certainly the last time these two teams met, she didn't play, and the Capitals really exploited the size that they had inside in that game and really just uh, went to work inside the paint against the AIS. So she's a, a nice inch taller than Tracy Beatty. Not very often that the 300-game veteran will come up against someone her own size. That's one of the big things tonight. Tracy Beatty for the Canberra Transact Capitals playing her 300th game in the Australian Defence Force WNBL. A huge milestone, Michelle. And uh, Well, you've actually coached against uh, a couple of 300-gamers. Oh, I certainly have. And, you know, that puts Tracy in a really elite class of women basketballers in this country. You look at the likes of a Robin Marr, a Rachel Spawn, a Karen Dalton. So, you know, she's up there with some really outstanding Australian women basketballers. And, and the thing that I'm liking about Tracy, she had some lean years, I'd describe it as, when she was with Adelaide. But certainly since she's come to the Canberra Capitals, she has just flourished. And her game has just developed and her confidence levels have lifted. And I think she's playing some really great basketball. And she's got some years left in her, Craig. She's 29, 28, 29. Um, and you know, women women in this sport they reach their peak, I think, around the you know the 30 years age, and they can play it out if they can stay in good shape and what have you. I mean, look at Telly Bevilacqua; she still was running around up until last season and has just signed for another two in the WNBA. So, you know, there's good years left in Tracy Beattie. Yeah, there is indeed, and uh, of course, Coach Graff hoping to get Tracy a solid win tonight. And of course, when you remember, Tracy Beattie came to the Capitals. And she thought, I'm coming to the Cavs, I'll play the third string tall behind uh, Loz and, uh, of course, Harley. And one of the, was it two seasons later, mm-hmm. she's the tall timber and she is the focal point now inside of this team. They've since been able to get Tabby Bishop along and this season Mar- Mariana Tolo to come and support her. But it is Tracy Beattie that has to stand tall, not only in the centre but in the key. Absolutely, and you know, it's the experience that a 300-game player brings to your group that you can't in- underestimate, and particularly when you've got two bigs of the talent of a Tolo and a Bishop who are still developing and crafting their game. To have a Tracy Beattie there taking a sort of a stewardship role, if you like, with those girls is just, you know, a fantastic um, situation to be in. Sport Radio bringing you all the action from the Capitals and AIS throughout the uh, 2000. And an 8-2009 season, we hope 
you are enjoying it and we look forward to having you back with us tomorrow night when the AS have a tall order, a double header weekend with an away trip and a home game against the Bendigo Spirit and the Bendigo Spirit are absolutely pumped for a big one there and we will expect them to come out firing. In one other game underway tonight, it's the Bulleen Boomers leading the Dandenong Rangers 36 to 24 at half time. Now that game, interesting, because the Rangers got out to a big lead and the Boomers have not only clawed them back but got past them with a 28 to 7 second quarter, Michelle. Wow, that, that, was a, that was a huge <laughs> quarter for Cheryl Chambers' girls and uh, they are now in front. We will follow that one with interest throughout the rest of the game because Bulling sitting on 10 and 4 just in the 5 at the moment and uh, it, well there is a bit of a disparity though because after you get past uh, Bulling at 10 and 4 you go down to Sydney 7 and 7 and Bendigo down at 6 and 7 now when you look at the top 4 teams all in double figures and then you have Sydney 7 and 7, Bendigo 6 and 7, so tomorrow night is huge for them. That's and then Dandenong sitting back there on a 5 and 8. Those three teams are going for the last spot in the finals and perhaps some great foresight by the WNBL to go to a final five <laughs> because right. they've got a real battle for that last spot on the table. They have and if you look at, I think, uh, Sydney playing Perth tomorrow night, so you'd expect them to come away with the win. So if the... Um, Ben, uh, Bendigo, sorry, can uh, Bulleen, sorry, can get two wins, you know, get a win tonight. That, that'll keep them in good stead. So. It will indeed. We're almost upon this matchup at Southern Cross Stadium. It's Sports Radio's coverage of the Canberra Transact Capitals up against the AIS. And Michelle Hocking had an opportunity to speak to both the coaches ahead of this matchup. Graphy, important for you guys coming out of the Christmas break to maintain the momentum? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we've had two weeks off. We've got seven games and seven weeks to go before playoffs. Um, it, it's really important for us to make our mark on this game and use it as, as great preparation for the, the playoff run. That's right. And big game tonight for Tracy Beattie. She's playing her 300. Yeah, it is. Look, she's in, you know, it's an elite club. There's, you know, when you talk about the names that are in that 300 club, it's Mars, Bourne, Dalton. I mean, they're, you know, joins of women's basketball and, and legends of the game. And for Tracy to make it into that, you know, that class with them is, is, is a big thing for her. And, you know, we expect a, a 300 game veteran performance from her. And Tonight, she'll actually match up against the Cambridge, which didn't happen last time you guys met. Yeah, look, I mean, Cambridge has been limited to minutes, and, you know, that's a contest I want to see. I mean, Cambridge is 6 8. She's got, you know, great hands, a, a great body, um, got a bit of fire in her, and, you know, it's a great challenge for Tracy to, you know, see what she can do against a, a, a youth that's bigger than her. And other than Muscle White, everyone's come back to get up to the uh, break? Yeah, absolutely. You know, Muscle White, we're hoping he'll be back in uh, preparation for Adelaide. We're just resting her with that foot stress injury and everyone else is pretty good. Thank you, Tom. Thank you. Dean, back after the Christmas break, I guess you really want the girls to come out hard? Yeah, look, uh, we've had a good three weeks at home and we haven't played for a month, so, uh, you know, it's a bit of a $64 question. We certainly are ready to go. Um, how, how much intensity we can maintain for us, uh, through the period of the course of the game is, is really un- unknown. But, um, you know, the girls are ready. They've had a short preparation this week. We're missing a few tonight, but uh, that means our rotations are going to be challenged a little bit. But, yeah, the girls are up for it. And you've got Liz Cambridge back on the ground, on the floor, so that must be good for you. Oh, it's a big bonus. You know, she hasn't played since the 21st of November, and, uh, you know, she's not hard yet to play extended minutes, but she'll be out there for 15 or so. 
and she clearly makes an impact when she's out there. Um, and tonight will be more important because of their uh, tall group that they've got. So uh, that'll help us to match up a little bit there. And other than that, we've got to mess things up a little bit and try and change the rhythm of the game and, and mix it up a bit between some zone and some variations of our man to be able to counteract it when she's not on the floor. It's been like the first half of the season for you guys. You've had some really great games. We've gone really close but haven't quite been able to come over turns. Is that um, you know, frustrating for you as a coach and for the girls, hard to deal with? Oh, it's, it's certainly, uh, you know, it's part and parcel, I guess, of our development, but yeah, it is frustrating because obviously, you know, the difference is getting those, a couple of those wins, you know, two narrow losses to Sydney by three and Perth by seven. Uh, that little bit of confidence and, and it, it helps the girls to know that they can really compete, but winning's uh, that extra ingredient. And once you get a few of those, you know, they, they turn into another one. So we've been really hard up against it, but the girls... They bounce back every week. They come in on the Mondays and they get their work done again. And, it, and that's a big challenge in trying to coach young people. You know, 1 and 13, well, everyone looks at it as it's not a very successful season. But for us, I think there's been some real good gains. Absolutely. And I'm just wondering, coming into the new year, do you bring a new group, of, a couple of new girls into the group now? Or do you sit them to the end of the season? What happens there? Look, we've got a transition phase where we've got uh, five girls who will be commencing with us in the next week. Uh, primarily, they're, they're geared to the next World Championship 2011. But there's probably a couple there that could make an impact into this group. So it really keeps these guys a bit hungry and a bit honest. And uh, that's a really good situation for us. Then at the end of the Worlds in uh, August, we'll uh, have four graduate out. And then we reshape up the next season. Thanks for your time. Good luck tonight. Thanks a lot. So as the team step out onto the floor, Harrington getting a, a big call up here with Ireland. Uh, it's Kanek. Uh, no, Alice Kanek's also coming back from injury. Who's that? That's uh, Joy and Jerry. The five for the AIS is wrapped up by Bree Farley. And I'll tell you what, she's been a, a good a good little addition to this team. Had some uh, interesting minutes. The Caps, as you expect. Tracy Beattie, Abby Bishop. It's Nat Hurst, Captain Abrams and uh, Jess Bibby. So no Michelle Musselwhite, as we mentioned, but it's still a very strong lineup from the league leaders. Well, Jess Bibby, who was a starter last season and this season has played a different role and come off the bench, so she knows how to walk into a starting five and do the job. Dale Corcoran, to get things underway here at the Southern Cross Stadium. Jump ball, tap down by the 300 gamer. Bishop kicks it immediately onto Hurst, who knocks down the first basket of the game with a nice little 15-foot jump shot from the left side. Canberra are really extending their pressure on the AIS in the full court, which I imagine they like to do all night. Bringing the ball up to the front now, Kelsey Island being harassed by Bibby. Hands off this time to Joy, then gives it to Farley, who's got Captain Abrams watching her. Left side goes now, sorry, that was to Joy. This time the turnaround jump shot's left short on the ring by uh, Caitlin Rowe. So my apologies before not picking out Caitlin Rowe, as this time Bibby puts the pass towards Bishop and Joy's been called on an early foul. Yeah, she just really pulled, she couldn't... Uh stop uh, Abby Bishop in the paint getting position there so she just basically pulled her to the ground and whatever works really. Well it stopped the clock with 9.23. Inbound ball immediately goes to uh, Tracy Beattie who travels so that's uh, not the start that Tracy wanted. Quick ball to the half court gets into the hands of Rowe now goes Darrington <laughs> as uh, they work their way around the floor now it's the Cats who uh, this time, Abby Bishop hitting the floor again, 
for the second time tonight, perhaps she's becoming the crash test dummy of the team. <laughs> she may well be. So, you know, that the AIS, even though we're only 45 seconds into this uh, game, seem to be struggling a little bit with the defensive pressure of the Canberra Capitals and they need to look after the ball a lot better than they are. Do indeed. Natalie Hurst gets the inbound pass from Bibby, brings it down the right wing now, pulls up just into her side of the court into the front court, I should say. Inside to Beatty, outside to Bishop. Now it's to Abrams, who tries to drive to the elbow, then goes inside to to Bishop, who took good position. Shot was off to the right as Tracy Beatty was chasing after it. It goes over the baseline, and fortunately the AAS had got a piece of it, as now a whistle on the play, and Dean Kingsman is saying, uh, how is that a turnover to... uh, How is that still the Caps ball? Well, I think he's actually questioning the shot clock reset... Because okay. the, um, yeah, well, they've called a reset there. So, have, yeah. hmm. An interesting one. Now Dean Kinsman's up again. It's not going to take long as Bishop gets the ball. No, rejected away by Rowe. Then it's, uh, well, it's Abrams that came down with it. But Bibby pulls the trigger on a three. And the Caps are out to a 5-0 lead here with 8.43 seconds. Left to go in the quarter. Oh, nice carry that time by Ireland. Unfortunately, the finish isn't there, and Tracy Beatty picks up the rebound. Pass was very hard at Hurst on the left wing. She has to go back and collect it as it gets into the front court now. Top of the key is Beatty. It's Bibby to Beatty inside the Bishop. They collapsed onto Beatty that time. I had Bishop putting it in. It wasn't until what the third rebound in that phase that she actually got the score. So her shooting percentage isn't much good, but her offensive forwards are racking up. Oh, it's another turnover from the AIS. Hurst that time, got it away. She got it in the 1-2 from Abrams. Gives it back to Abrams and she finishes off with the layup. Yeah, look, this is looking like real danger signs for the AIS. They're just struggling against the defensive pressure and when they uh, are playing defence themselves, they just cannot counter anything the Capitals are doing. Oh, another turnover. Abby Bishop again. That's her second turnover. Goes long to Bibby, who's got a day. No, decides not to take on the three-point attempt. In the end, a bad choice because Ireland did take position on her and she is called for the foul. Timeout has been called by Dean Kinsman and no surprise that Lizzie Cambridge and also Alice Kunick is looking to come in. He certainly, I mean, this timeout, they very much needed the timeout. They're in a situation where they haven't been able to score themselves. They're losing 9-0 at the moment, but they've also racked up three team fouls early in the quarter so you know he really needs to take this young group and and settle them down you know put some new players on because they've obviously uh, not coped well with the pressure and just sort of take some of the sting and heat out of the game it is an interesting period nine points for the Canberra Capitals in the early going and it's uh, Bibby with a three and then for the Capitals they'll be very happy with the fact that already another two players on the scoreboard in Hurst, Bishop, and of course, uh, Kelly Abrams. That's right. Shooting at 50%, four from eight. What was that rebound? Oh, they only credited her with two offensive rebounds. That's right. But uh, her shooting percentage, one from five. 
20% for Abby Bishop at the moment. And they've all been in the paint. Not yeah. like they've been, you know, outside perimeter shots she's been forced to take. They've all just been basic putbacks. So, a little rusty after the Christmas break. Yes, uh, Bishop inside again. Throws up a speculator. Oh, great work by Connick that time as she gets it to Ireland. Ireland quickly down the floor into the hands that time of Harrington. And it's Harrington inside to Cambridge. And Cambridge does exactly what Dean Kinsman was hoping for, and that is score the first bucket of the AIS. Seven minutes eighteen as Bishop back into the paint. I thought they, oh, I thought they forced the travel out of Bishop that time, but instead they're saying that there was a pushing foul, and I think it'd be a hip check. I think so, and it looks like uh, is Bishop going to the line for this, or are they calling it from the baseline? No, baseline. Oh dear. Jackson play Cambridge from behind. That was all ball, surely. Travel's been called, quite right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, great work. Cambridge gets the ball now at half court. Beattie is up in her face. Koenig now has it. Koenig also on limited minutes, so her time on the floor needs to be quality. Harrington gets it back, gives on the handoff to Ireland, who's watched by Bibby. Ireland goes to Cambridge, and this time Beattie has got a hand on Cambridge as the pass came in. That's right. I'm loving looking at the two six-foot-seven posts down there, banging bodies. It's fantastic. You don't often see that uh, happening in this league, but it's great to watch. And there's not much between those two girls in height, is it? But uh, certainly an experience. It's uh, chalk and cheese. Farley, the inbound. It goes to Ireland now. Cambridge gets the inbound ball. Good move on Beattie that time to give her space. Outside the Koenig as Cambridge. Oh, does it well. Gets the tap away from Beattie who is boxing out. Farley now has another opportunity. No, she goes back to Ireland round the arc. Farley gets it at the other end. Rejected by Bishop. That's right. And look, the AIS are looking a little bit more settled now. They've got, I think the... In- Injection of Lizzie Cambridge, giving them an inside presence, has actually made a bit of a difference for them. They feel a little bit more comfortable. It is going to be Farley who inbounds it now to Ireland. Ireland kicks it around the arc. Gets it into the hands of Farley for three. No one down there for the AS on the box out. And it's still 9-2, 6 minutes 27 is Hurst. Oh, almost got a charitable run to the basket. Hands off to the captain and puts up a three. It doesn't come down Farley doing the rebounding. I haven't mentioned, but uh, you also have Rosie Malt out there as well as Ireland gets the layup on the baseline. And it's 9-4, the AIS on a roll with six minutes left to go in the quarter. That's a good transition basket from the AIS then. It's Abrams on the right 45. Goes back to Beattie. Oh, Koenig has... Reached around the corner. She thought she had got it away from Bishop, but they've called the uh, contact. They have, and I think the AIS girls need to just work a little bit harder, ensuring that they're not getting pinned behind the big, but they need to at least get a half front so that they can uh, put some pressure on the inbound pass coming in. I guess it's a catch-22 there, because they don't want to let their player get basket side of them, but they also want to be in the chance to be able to uh, tap away or collect the incoming pass. Well, that's, that's right, Craig, and, that, and that's where, you know, it's a, real, um, it's a real skill to ensure that you can half-run a player without getting pinned on your back foot, which is, uh, you know, when you've got a good post that can operate down there offensively, it's a very difficult ask. Well, the first points up on the board finally as it goes to 10-4, but I can tell you that since the timeout, all the scoring has been done by the AIS. Travel called in the backcourt on Bree Farley. 
So that doesn't help the heart rate on one Dean Kinsman who's up again. No, it doesn't. Uh, certainly there have been quite a few turnovers. I don't know what the um, AA's turnover rate has been, but they've certainly, you know, on a number of occasions turned the ball over without getting a, even into the front, into their front court. Well, they've had so far three turnovers on the books. As Beattie still can't get it in, Malt is also trying to get in there along with Joy and uh, eventually the ball, Beattie hits the deck and the ball is back in the AS's hands. 10-4 inside to Cambridge and Great just job. puts it over the top of uh, Bishop. Bishop quickly inbounds it, Malt that time getting on the intercept and taps it over the baseline. It was looking for Abrams with a hot pass from Natalie Hurst. Inbound to Beattie, back to Abrams. Oh, she thought about the three, didn't go for it. Then it was uh, Hurst that looked for the three. Abrams gets it back on the pass. She puts up the three, misses. Farley takes it down inside, and I think Abrams is going to get uh, the foul called on her. As Bree Farley just waited for the bump and then went up with the shot and has drawn out the foul. Yeah, she used her body very well there. And what I'm liking, the AIS are actually... If they're they're not turning the ball over in their back court and they're actually getting into any sort of half-court game, they're doing a good job of using both Lizzie Cambridge and and running off of her and getting some scoring opportunities out of that. So if they can look after the ball better in that... uh, in the back court there and not, not to come to the defensive pressure of the Capitals in the half court, they're not looking too bad. Mm. Katie Oliver's just gone out there too uh, just a few moments ago and she's also a good young girl, not much experience but has got some more height out there and when you're talking about the three towers of the Capitals, you do need to have that balance of uh, height and uh, of course speed because that's exactly what the Caps have got. <laughs> That's right, and you know the the height, as you say, the the Canberra um, bigs are not slow. They're pretty quick up and down the floor. You know, Tracy Breedy's probably the slowest up and down the floor, but you know she can get up and down the floor reasonably quickly. So they've got to be um, aware of that, and they've got to have people to be able to match them. Now the danger for the AIS here, with five minutes and six seconds left to go in the quarter, is that they're sitting on five team fouls, so they can't afford to give away anything, anything now, because Caps will walk the floor and be able to extend their lead. Chantel Pereira is out there for the Capitals as Farley is at the line. Well, Coach Graff doing the icing there with the timeout <laughs> has uh, worked a treat. Second one on its way, and it's in. It's ten points to seven here. Three-point ball game, five minutes and six seconds left to go in the quarter, and it will be Hurst who gets the inbound ball. Not sure what that last sub was there, Michelle. Uh, Joy in for Farley. Okay, so the shooter was subbed as Bishop, and Joy has just been knocked to the ground. Just Bishop took the ball quite nicely, Hands were coming in and uh, that's what Joy, getting in the way really, (laughs) found herself on the floor. Seen a few players on the floor tonight. Yeah, there's been quite a few go to the floor and uh, Abby makes that first. Yep. Abby Bishop, who uh, I haven't uh, looked at her stats for uh, free throw shooting, but it certainly improved after those last couple of games. Uh, Her her she was 50% before that last lot of uh, before that last lot of free throws, as Abrams tapped it out of play, and uh, while she was trying to say uh, the white team had touched it, the grey team wasn't falling for it. No, they certainly were. 
Biddy comes back out on the floor as the captain sits down for the Capitals. Joy to inbound the ball goes to Harrington. Harrington looking around gives it to Malt. Malt goes into the uh, wing, gets it back to Joy, back to Malt now. Cambridge a long way from home. She has got a good three point range though. Joy gets the pass, goes to Malt again. Oh, inbound pass just didn't connect. Didn't get to Oliver in time and the Caps get the steal. Hurst rolls around in the key. Shot goes up, it rolls off the iron. Bishop gets another rebound. Hands it to Hurst, who obviously the problem with the first shot was it was too close to the basket. That's exactly right. They're automatic this season, I think, the way that Natalie Hurst is shooting the ball is really impressive because it's just automatic now. Once upon a time, she would hesitate and double think whether the shot was the one she should take, and now it's becoming automatic and it's very sweet out of the hand. Caitlin Rowe comes back into the game for Katie Oliver as AIS inbound the ball in the backcourt. Harrington gets it, gets it to Joy in the front court. Bibby watching Joy. Now that's a mismatch because Hertz was the roll-off player. Goes inside there, but we've got a whistle on play. Tolo has been called on the foul on Cambridge. And, uh, well, that was off the ball call. So, Rosie Malt going to inbound this ball for the AAS. 15 to 7, four minutes left. And Cambridge is be looking at that window where they've got to sit it down again as they had to do. Oh, Bibby with a big steal as a lazy pass from Harrington to Joy doesn't get finished off. And the AAS come up. Cambridge sitting down under the oh. basket and Tolo oh. fouls off. Oh, look, that, oh, uh, yeah, maybe. I'm just interested in the rule that blew that call. You because know. she had missed the shot already. She, well, and, you know, was he the guy in position to make that call? You've got Clara, um, Clare Stevenson. Stevenson under the basket here who, you know, thought it was all ball and you've got the guy trailing quite a while behind who's called it. So, you know, maybe he saw something that we obviously didn't, Craig. <laughs> no, and we're in the same eye line as Clare. That's right, say. that's right. <laughs> as... Uh, I thought Cambridge put it in the bottom of the uh, backboard myself. Yeah. <laughs> well, perhaps justice is served because uh, Cambridge misses both of the free throws. It was good recovery from Tolo, though, to actually get back and at least have a shot. That was that floor lost. coverage you were talking about yeah. earlier. Hurst down the right wing, goes into the corner, finds Bibby over the top to Tolo. Tolo goes outside to Beatty, left side to Pereira. Oh, I should have spoken to Tracy before. We wanted to see that three-point attempt. She hasn't made a three-point attempt since joining the Caps. It is uh, Harrington who brings the ball down as the Caps don't manage to score on that trip down the floor. And this time, as the ball goes to Rosie Malt, she had to chase it a little bit, and Bibby has been called for the foul, and that puts them into the bonus now, Michelle. That's right, and they've wrecked that up pretty quickly, haven't they, Craig? Well, three minutes, that is. That's right, you know, and they, I guess, were sitting at... You know, with two and a half minutes into the quarter on the five, so they've done pretty well to not send Canberra to the line as much as they potentially could have. But, but the Caps, uh, mm. the AAS, aren't making them pay. No, that's right. Oh, oh again. Damn. Well, the AAS through Harrington wrap up the ball on the second rebound off the free throw. Malt, how hands off to Harrington inside. Goes to Rowe. Oh, nice layup from Caitlin Rowe. Yeah, she used her body well there and just got a little baby hook, which was nice to see. Tolo goes to work down in the paint against Rowe. Leaves it short but gets her own rebound and has drawn the foul from Caitlin Rowe. So Rowe now goes 
to her first personal foul and puts Tolo at the line because they are in the bonus. 15 to 9 is not terrible for the AAS, but it's not as close as it should be with the, what, four free throws missed. Well, that's exactly right, Craig. That makes it, you know, really a, a one basket game, and uh, they haven't done themselves any favours by not knocking those carpets down. Well, Tolo has certainly made both at the other end, so we're out to 17 9 as Farley comes in for Malt now. Rowe comes down to Farley, who had to travel down the floor. Oh, Farley tries to outrun Bibby. That wasn't going to happen. <laughs> As the ball goes into the front court now, through Harrington, they find Cambridge well outside the PE. Farley trying to find Cambridge or uh, Rowe. The ball was uh, a bit too hot for Rowe, and another turnover is the result. Right, and again, I think Lizzie Cambridge has probably been out there for about six minutes now, possibly not that much. So, you know, knowing that she's well, only going to wait 15 minutes, minutes yeah. that, um, she's used a lot up in this first quarter. That's right. Hurst brings the ball down the floor, waiting Great for Beatty, and there is Beatty on the scoreboard finally. That's right. In her 300th game, she's on the sheet. She'll feel good about that. She will indeed. As Ireland brings the ball back, Cambridge, oh, just tried to get a good screen going on Hurst, but Dylan dropped the ball onto a foot. Yeah, look, and she's really struggling against the defensive pressure that the Capitals guards are applying to her. She's not seeing the floor very well when she's got the ball in her hands and her ball handling is suspect. Herrera now looking around. Over the top goes to Tolo and uh, Rowe has got her second personal foul as uh, she collapsed in. On, uh, on Tolo that time. She did, and the AAS have switched up their defence. They're sitting in a zone now, so it might take Canberra a little time to adjust to that, but one of the dangers against um, Canberra is that they've got such um, good perimeter shooters, and admittedly sometimes they're streaky, but you know they're just so dangerous mm. from the perimeter that if they start to open up the game there, then it really, you know, in, inside it just can be exploited. Tolo makes one from two, and it's 20 points to nine here with two minutes and six seconds. The AIS really need to turn it up here to keep themselves in the game at quarter time. Farley gets it in the front court, into Cambridge. Oh, Cambridge, just no hope at all trying to get over that wall, and she really needed to uh, look for the outside option. Yeah, she did, and I guess that's one of the um, adjustments that she will need to make is that she's so big that she's just used to being able to dominate inside and not have to, you know, use the perimeter players. And I guess, oh, a nice drive by Casey Island then. Dark, it didn't count. Uh, called it early on the penetration, obviously. But, yeah, good first, quick first step against Natalie Hurst and uh, took it strong to the basket, so she'll go to the foul line. Yeah, it didn't matter. They're in the bonus. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> well, although they haven't shot the ball well from there, have they? <laughs> No, you would have been hoping they'd let that play on. Oh, off the back of the iron, it was nowhere near. Second shot almost on its way now. As, uh, it's good, and it's a 10-point ball game as Pereira gets the inbound pass. Pereira works to the left-hand 45, goes to Bibby in the left corner. Beatty, Pereira worked to the right, 
but they went to Tolo instead inside and Tolo with a nice body turn moves it out to a 12 point ball game and that was a tough shot to make over the top of Lizzie Cambridge there so good finish from oh, another intercept as uh, Abrams carries the ball down and the captain goes to 4 points for the game and again you know the defensive pressure in the back court is, court is really hurting the AIS Ireland kicks back to Cambridge. Cambridge then goes to Rowe. Rowe got the roll away, puts up the jump shot, but it's off the front of the ring. Again, Cambridge just not used to the BT height. And uh, although Betty gave away the uh, gave away the foul, they really need to say, Liz, Liz, you've got to look outside first so that you know, you know, because she's looking for the basket. But she doesn't necessarily know where BD is. But she gets the ball outside and then comes back in again. She has time to assess the position of the ball in the ring. Absolutely. She does need to, she needs to do a better job of feeling where the defence is on her and making the decision as you say. And if she does feed the ball back outside and then she'll get a reseal, you know, she'll be in a much better position. Well, missed the first. Second is net. So 24-11 here. One minute left to go in the first turn. Pereira, right corner is Dalgleish. Back to Abrams. Oh, no one went to Abrams. She put up a three-point attempt. Dalgleish pulls down the rebound as Abram resets. Abram backs away to the left-hand wing. In the corner is Dalgleish again, who's certainly moving around the floor very well. Inside the Bishop. Oh, Bishop loses the skyhook, but there was a whistle on Cambridge and it doesn't matter that it wasn't a shooting foul it was she's going to the line <laughs> it's, five, it's five team fouls already in fact it's uh, what are we looking at here two four six eight nine nine fouls two eight well certainly they haven't been afraid to blow the whistle for mm. night the grey team 24 to 11, Bishop makes one from two. So uh, from free throws now, she is uh, four from six. Pereira, uh, got a good screen that time from Cambridge. Oh, Farley perhaps needed to look for the three. They roll inside now, Cambridge. Oh, Bishop comes in with a late hit there. And Cambridge, who didn't get the shot to land, We'll have to do it from the line now. So that, was, that was actually good help rotation from Abby Bishop then, but um, just, just too a, solid. Just a little late. Yeah, yeah, half a second too late. But you know, the right idea went hard on the rotation, and uh, just unfortunately didn't quite execute it as well as she could have. I'm wondering if they're going to play Lizzie out in the first half. They do have an important game tomorrow night up against Bendigo. Well, they do, um, and uh, they will want her for that game I'm sure 19.6 seconds left to go in the term and it will be Abby Bishop to inbound the ball as it's 25 to 12 here at the Abby Bishop I'm not sure what's going yeah. on here but Tolo Tolo's come off the floor as Sinclair comes on I'm wondering whether Kerry was questioning whether that was Tolo or Bishop that they called that foul. They called the foul on Bishop. On Bishop, I'm sure it was Bishop, yeah. 
as Pereira sets up. No one goes to her because they're staying in their zone. Pereira comes up to him now. Oh. Outside to Dalgleish who leaves it short. Abrams tries to reverse the layup on the rebound. Farley tries secures the ball under the basket. And at quarter time here at Southern Cross Stadium, it is the Capitals 25 to the AIS 12 in what hasn't been the highest standard of game we've seen. And, uh, oh, interesting, I've just uh, gone to check up on the bullying game and, uh, unfortunately, the stats there aren't as up-to-date as I would like. So, looking at the stats now for the Capitals, it is leading scorer on the floor, Abby Bishop, with six. Then it's five for Natalie Hurst and also five for Jess... No, Mariana Tolo. Four points for Kelly Abrams and then it's three points for Jess Bibby. Two points for Tracy Beattie, the 300 gamer tonight. For the AIS, it is, uh, well, worrying times because six points for Liz Cambridge, who is on limited minutes, will mean that they're going to have a big hole to fill if they can't score some points soon from another option. It's Ireland with three, two points for Rowe and one point for Bree Farley here at quarter time. Shooting percentages and uh, some of the other leading stats. Well, Caps shooting at 20, 32%, AIS shooting at 36 Outside the arc, the Caps have made two from seven. The AIS yet to trouble the scorer outside. And 10 to seven from the free throw line, four from 12 is a huge difference in this game, Michelle. Absolutely, and you know, if you think about if the AIS had have knocked down another, you know, four or five of those foul shots, you know, it's a much closer reasonable split and that makes the task, well, certainly down into the single digits anyway, makes the task much easier. I think, you know, the AIS that was looking really, really dangerous there for a time was nine zip, you know, two and a half minutes into the quarter, and so they stemmed the flow a little bit, but they certainly are really struggling against the pressure of the Capitals and just turning over the ball too easily in the backcourt. Lizzie Cambridge has been a really solid injection into their group and given them a bit of a presence uh, offensively as well as defensively, but as we know, she's going to be playing in 10 minutes, so they need someone else to step up and, and do that. Just looking at the, at the stats, um, Craig has just pointed out, Abby Bishop was sitting there with three steals as well, and you know, it's just... Uh, been too easy for her to slip players and get a hand on a loose ball. Well, interestingly enough, Cambridge is out there to start the second quarter with Malt, Ireland, Harrington and Joy. It's uh, starting five for the Caps, Abrams, Hurst, Beattie, Bishop and Bibby. So Harrington gets the ball in her hands from Ireland, works around the arc, thought about the three-point attempt, goes to Joy down the left lane, inside to Cambridge and Beattie, well, she was flailing at the ball. There was ball, arm, ball, arm, all sorts of contact going on there. That's right. And so Tracy's racked up another foul. I'm not sure if that's her second or third. I thought that was her third. I think it might be her third foul. I will double check that for you. Tracy Beattie with two fouls, so three now. Shot didn't go for the AIS and Beattie does the rebound and kicks it through Hurst to Bibby in the corner. Left corner, that is. On the left lane was Bishop. That goes back out to Bibby now. It's Beatty um, oh, getting the rebound. Important move there because Bishop had to come in to help out. 
Beebe goes across court to Abrams. Abrams goes back to Bibby for a big three and Malt eventually will do the rebound and kicks it immediately onto Ireland. Ireland gets the ball as far as Jarry, but Rachel Jarry, who I miscalled Joy before, Rachel Jarry just couldn't control the hot path to the baseline. No, good defensive transition from Canberra there and just disrupted the AIS runners and uh, caused the turnover. Should tell you that uh, Caps have not been beaten at the uh, Southern Cross Stadium in their last 18 appearances and at the moment it looks like 19's the charm. Cambridge goes up for the rebound that time as the shot from Hurst was off to the left. 25-12 here in the second quarter. No change to the quarter time score as Malt tries to get away. Cambridge well gets it off to Jerry now. Jerry takes it into the paint. Oh, I don't know how she managed to get a second dribble. Rolls it up onto the ring and makes the shot that uh, I thought that would be at least a double dribble at the other end. Jerry did a good job too. Just dropped the ball to the floor when she thought she might travel and then got it back, brought it into the front court, gave it off to Ireland and the AIS gets a reset once again. 25-2-14. Yeah, great persistence from Jerry there. She just got after it hard and got the reward. That's what they need to see. Cambridge. Jerry drives in, tries to take it all away. Bishop gives off a soft foul and Jerry hits the deck again. Well, I think that's going to be a shooting foul too because she was in the layup step. I would say so, yeah. Tolo comes in and uh, Bishop now on... Uh, no, that can't be right. Five... Can't be five personal fouls. No, no she's, that's she her first. Yeah, that's her first. So, in actual fact, it must be a second. Because uh, I'm sure. No, Tolo got called Tolo, that one before. Yeah. Anyway, it's uh, good from Jerry. As Cambridge finally sits down here, eight minutes left to go in the half. Oh, Jerry just couldn't get the second one to drop. Bishop boxing out well. Hurst gets the ball down the left wing, pulls up, goes into the corner to uh, to Bibby. Pass tried to go right across the court that time to Hurst. Farley gets in there and gets the tap away. So Abrams now gets the inbound ball, goes immediately across the court to Bibby. Bibby back to Abrams, top of the key. She goes down and Tolo makes a tough move on the baseline to uh, get the points to count and I think Rowe has been called for her, what's that, second personal foul, Caitlin Rowe? Third, in fact. Yeah, and that was good penetration from uh, Kelly Abrams, just worked hard, penetrated the foul line, drew the centre high and uh, dunked to the big girl, making space in the side. And Tolo makes the bonus as it's out to 28-15 to 15 here at Southern Cross Stadium. As another change made, but I just, oh, it's Jerry who sits down and out goes Kernak. As Rowe looking to bring the ball up. Well, nice carry from one of the bigger girls on this AI side. The handoff to Harrington wasn't the best though. She was in heavy traffic. <laughs> goes around the back of the front court. Goes to Malt. Handoff zigzag back. Brie Farley has got someone on her. Hot as. As they go inside, oh, row, no hope trying to pull that pass in. And, uh, well, it's run and gun. Jeff Bibby from the free throw line nails another two points. Bibby just moves to, uh, is that Jeff Bibby? Five points for the game. 
30 plays 15. The AS have a goal at staying within 20 points of any opposition that they play as Malt kicks inside to Rowe. Rowe lets go of it straight away and that was a nice move from the right-hand elbow. That was. She just read the defence well, stepped back and took the short-range jumper. Tolo again just left it to the left of the ring. Foul. No. Tolo's been called for an offensive foul that time. Pushing offensive foul on the rebound. That is as soft as you will see as yeah. Sinclair comes back out onto the floor. Well, I don't think it was worth Her fourth personal too. Yeah. She hasn't been out there that long tonight. <laughs> she's taking over from Abby Bishop. <laughs> oh, perhaps. She's only had four and a half minutes by my count. Well, almost five minutes actually. As uh, Farley hand off to Malt. Malt goes to Harrington. Harrington's got Farley in the corner but ignores that. Goes to Malt on the left 45. Back now to Harrington for three from the top of the arc. It's off the back of the iron and Hurst pulls oh. it down but Hurst's pass was just a little bit out of Kelly yeah. Abrams' reach. He had a good view of that one and uh, she was very ambitious with the pass there. That's right. Go, go, gadget arms were needed by Kelly Abrams then. Yeah. Oh, oh, good defensive pressure again. Harrington dropped it on the foot again. Yeah, look, they're really very much struggling. The guards under the pressure. Is this uh, a month off that uh, Dean Kinsman was talking about before the game? Yeah, look, it it is that sort of skill that becomes a bit rusty. It's that, you know... Sinclair. Under the paint as Farley just reefs it in and Abby Bishop had a touch on it. Goes to Abrams. It's uh, Sinclair. Gets it again and this time much easier shot in front of the basket. So Sinclair gets her first points as it's connect. Oh, puts it down, Sinclair. I thought Sinclair was in good position that time, but obviously not. Well, maybe the rest are a little bit rusty too. They've had their Christmas break. <laughs> well, it is going to send connect to the line to shoot two. And she did a good job of just going at, at the defence there and uh-huh. forcing Sinclair yep. into a position where uh, she was a judge to have found, but as we're saying, Craig, the thing is, you know, in a, in a month's break, you know, you can get out and shoot the ball, you can do your individual training, you can stay fit and you can come back and scrimmage in your group, but you're missing that game touch, which is really what's showing tonight with this AIS group. Perth picks up another rebound there. Gee, she read that ball well off the ring as she was uh, on the uh, arc when she went to take the shot. They work their way to the left side. Abrams oh, down to the baseline drive. Pass. Goes back to Sinclair. Sinclair can't finish off the shot as we've just lost the light here in the stadium. And one light makes a big difference. It's Kunek at the arc. She works her way around the arc now. As Bishop gets a hand in on the pass to row. Sinclair's there to help out. Gives it to Abrams and now Bibby on the right side. Jacks up a three. Doesn't fall. Bibby and Malt going after it. And Bibby ends up under the merchandise stand as she was diving after that ball. It is timeout called by the uh, Capitals, I think. So the timeout by the Caps. And it will be, well, a 32-18 timeout at the halfway mark, exactly the halfway mark of this quarter. Right, and I was just trying the to see what the, the split was for this quarter and uh, 
It's hard to believe it's one point. One point, that's exactly right. It's certainly the, the momentum of the game and the way that it's flying would indicate that the Capitals would probably be leading this quarter by a lot more, but it's not the case. And I guess the um, AIS's zone has, has slowed down the Canberra offensive output, but I wouldn't have thought... Well, the shooting percentage... Oh, don't look at that. Oh, that's Boomers crazy. versus Sorry. Rangers, <laughs> I was going to... I was thinking uh, the shooting percentage is looking rather high to me, but it's a different game. Yeah, <laughs> it is. I was going to uh, say Boomers leading the Rangers 59-45. to 45. Leading scorer, Lise Penaluna with 14. Zoe Carr, former capital, with 11. Uh, I will get that... Sorry? I was going to say, it's not surprising that their bigs are having a bit of a, a big outing for bullying, given that Bennington is actually out injured. So mm-hmm. that take, puts a big hole in the um, Sandy Long lineup. Another former camp in, uh, in uh, Caitlin Cunningham having an important game for the Rangers... And, uh, yeah, she had six points. High scorer there, two high scorers on seven. Hurst puts up a three-point attempt as they try to uh, get the scoring to restart again. It goes out of bounds over the baseline. It was touched by the AIS. Cambridge is back into the game, and Cambridge has been called for another foul. And I should be saying Cambridge, I'm sure. Lizzie, as she is well known to everyone. Gets her second personal foul. They're on four team fouls now. Oh, no, they're not. They're on two team fouls. Bishop is at the line. The Caps are on four team fouls. Right, and the commentary team's a little bit rusty after Ooh, the Christmas you better break believe it. Well. <laughs> Bishop makes one from two. Said that in before tonight. 33-18 is the score with four minutes and 45. Good crowd in tonight for this ABC2 Sport radio game as Kurnick goes left side to Malt. Malt now kicks it into the corner for Farley. Dumps over the top to Cambridge. Hand off to Kurnick and uh, Abrams has been called for the foul. And that was a really good pass from Lizzie Cambridge. She did use uh, her vision in the, bo- in, the, in the post there and found Kurnick stepping in behind the D. So that's good to see. It is a good crowd, Craig. I was surprised. I didn't expect to see such a good crowd here, you know, what are we, second week of January? Mm. Um, not a, you know, top of the table versus bottom of the la- table clash, but it is the local derby, so and I think a few people have come out to recognise Tracy Beattie in her 300. 300th game. Yep. Most made by the AIS there, so it's back to a 13-point ball game. 33 plays 20. In the corner is Hurst. Hurst works out of the corner now around the arc. <laughs> goes back into the corner to give it to Bibby. Bibby goes into the paint, tried the hook shot. Uh, Sinclair was there to try and take it after it, but she had the ball stripped over the baseline and Caps got last touch on it because it's going the AIS's way. So if the AIS can start to get a roll on here, it could be interesting. As Harrington goes to Koenig, Koenig over the top to uh, over the top to Malt. Malt gets the ball inside to Cambridge and Bishop now gets called. So her third personal foul. And it will be uh, Camage to go to the line for a bonus. The Capitals have gone into a zone defence that last um, play phase, so it'll be interesting to see if they stay in that. And that may well be because they don't have the size of a Tolo or a Beattie on the floor to match up against. 33-21 as the bonus was made. Bishop Ho goes off to Abrams. Abrams gets it back to Bishop. And Bishop with a nice reverse layup stops the scoring. 
And it is 35... Oh, 35.22 or 35.21 is the question. 35.22. As Malt tried to drive into the key, but Abram stopped it. Went to Koenig. Koenig goes now to Farley. Back to Malt. Malt. Oh, puts up the shot. Bishop and Cambridge going after it. And I think... Oh, I thought Bishop had last touch on that. They said it was... Cambridge. So we had pretty good vision of that one, Craig. Yeah, I thought Abby put that one over, but they were both falling to the ground at the same time. Hurst. Hurst and Abrams back to Hurst. Bishop. Oh, great move and very brave by uh, Koenig. Koenig there. She just she <laughs> saw what was happening and she just went straight to the point. Didn't get this concrete set and just got. Freight trained by Abby Bishop. <laughs> That's right, yeah, she did well to, to stand her ground on that one and uh, at least attempt to get the charge. Yep, well, she certainly put the body on the line and Bishop, well, uh, I have to say uh, Abby Bishop has been uh, back at home over that, um, over that uh, Christmas break and she's been out in the scrub just uh, knocking around. The, it looked like a paddock basher going through the tea trees, <laughs> that one. Has it's 36-23. Bishop makes it 37-23 now. So what's that? Bishop gets one from two from the free throw line. Has Farley now. Uh, sorry, Island now works it around. Gives it to Oliver who's back out on the floor. Farley fakes the three then goes back to Island. I'd like them to see them try and get a three-point game going. Instead... Farley drives it in. Oliver trying to get it back. Sinclair. Joy. Joy throws it back and will get it back from Farley. Round the arc through the hands of Camage. Then Ireland back into the corner. Oh, that was the chance to go for the three. As Farley puts up the shot. The shot was in the ring when Darren called that one. I cannot believe that. The the ball was well out of the hands. There was nothing in that. That was a waste of a whistle. Well, in my opinion, it's uh, <laughs> it's going to send uh, her to the line to shoot the bonus. 37 plays 23, and the AIS outscoring the Cats, although it is 13 points to 12. Well, that's right. It's very close, and I guess you know the Capitals have had to back off their defensive pressure just that little bit because they did rack up those fouls early on. So they sort of come back, stuck themselves in a zone, and just taken a little bit of the, the um, pressure off of the AIS, which has enabled them to get some good opportunities, which they're doing, you know. They're starting to find some good opportunities. They're getting some good mileage out of people putting the ball on the floor and looking to penetrate and, and seeing some open players on the rotation. AIS shooting at 40%. Normally, that's a winning average. Well, it is, and that's probably, you know, Capitals are sitting at, what, 31%. So if they can continue to, to convert at 40%, you know, and and the Capitals keep the shooting percentage of the Capitals at what it is now, then they will really chip away at this lead and it could turn into a very close game. Well, it's going to be an interesting one, although at the moment there's a one-point difference in this quarter with 2 minutes 45. Barley, of course, is going to the line to uh, shoot the bonus. Just looking at the stats while they still walk out on the floor, I think... You're no, still, your problem is there. It's Lizzie Cambridge, absolutely. Yeah. But, you know, Nine points for the game is what I was pointing to. Yeah. yeah. Of 
course. <laughs> Those of you that don't have vision, yeah. it's, um, but the rebound count's quite even, 19 to 15, but the turnovers are just costly. Yes, and Farley didn't make the shot. Cambridge. The well, they've called a false start on uh, Sinclair, hmm. which is handy because the shot wasn't made. So she gets another chance at it? Yeah. Well, she's missed it now, so she should be able to go. Oh, missed it again this time. The ball falls down to Sinclair. Cambridge has got a little arm movement. Yeah, she tries to fake the player. Yeah, <laughs> and well, it worked last time. It did. Bishop gets the inbound ball from Hurst, gets away from Great Oliver. Move. And Oliver, a very soft body check, but they're calling him tonight. Yeah, that was really quick footwork from Abby Bishop there, and... Very nice touch and finish on that. She used her body well. and uh, wasn't much Kate Oliver could really do about that move. She'd uh, Bishop throws that on any leading big mm. in this league and she'd uh, be tough to stop. She makes the bonus and it's 40 points to 25 here as Cambridge now gets the ball in the backcourt, brings it into the front, hand off then to Ireland. Two minutes and 20 seconds left to go in the half as Ireland working right then left. Oh, the inbound ball to Oliver, kept away by Bibby. Hurst and Bibby. Well, they're playing with it at the moment. Hurst, dry, uh, Bibby drives in again. Layup doesn't work, but Sinclair runs it down. And now Hurst is holding up the play. Into the corner is Bibby. Back out to Hurst. Bishop. Left side will be Abrams. Now back to Sinclair. Oh, Sinclair. Nice yeah, another nice low, just a little uh, almost a regular pass type move. And uh, Bishop was able to bring it straight up. Malt comes in for Oliver, who's not having her best night. No, she's not. But, you know, I say uh, Sinclair is giving really good minutes to the Capitals. She doesn't often see a lot of court time, but she Ooh. plays her role so well. Oh! Liz Cambridge and, and uh, Jeff Bibby getting into a wrestling match at the other end of the floor. Uh, the AS, oh, two attempts and they didn't put it in there. Ireland and Joy both missed. The crowd like that as Abrams misses the layup at the other end. So now it'll be Farley. Take the three, Bree. Take the three. No, she doesn't. <laughs> she goes back, gives it to Ireland. Ireland gives it off to Joy. Joy hands off to Malt. Malt goes for the three, trying to bank it in. Oh, AIS couldn't come up with it. Hurst is just so quick on a loose ball. She does read and anticipate that really well off the ring. Three, four, Bibby, not able to take it. And Bishop just sees the ball over the baseline. Well, Cambridge sees the ball over the baseline, in fact. I wasn't in a good position to call that one, but... Uh, it is going to be an AIS ball. I thought Bishop was the last tap, but not to be. Abrams inbounds it to Sinclair, and Sinclair puts up a three-point shot just off to the left. AIS not able to box it out. Uh, Oliver's going to come back in in a second here with 51 seconds left. It's Bishop. Oh, a nice fake. Left, step to the right, and then a mini hook. That's right, and she just... Uh, Sinclair took up some nice space too to create a little bit of room for her in the paint there. So nice finish and nice move from Abby Bishop. Ireland working to the left-hand side up to the top of the arc. Inside the Cambridge. The Telpout defence working a charm. Sinclair doing the job on Cambridge. And Cambridge wasn't happy with the no call. But I thought Sinclair was standing her ground then did a great job. 
That's right. And really, Lizzie should have just finished that one off. She got the open look away and unfortunately wasn't able to convert it. Nine seconds left. Oh, oh Hurst has mulched. That's the ball away from her. But it goes into the hands of Sinclair. And Sinclair now making the most of it. Sinclair is a very good player in her own right. Went to America to play over there before uh, um, a... Uh, I'm thinking brain hemorrhage, but uh, I'm going to take that on advisement. But certainly a, a very serious injury. Too much, yeah. Yeah, brain, yeah, a very serious injury put her out of basketball and, and uh, she's come back to the Cannons. No, she hasn't. She's come back to the Capitals and uh, has, has really just built every year out uh, a solid, you know, a solid bench career. Absolutely, and it's one of those things where she really understands what her role is in this group and there will be games where she'll, she won't play and there'll be games where she comes on and she'll have a few minutes and then there's games like this where she's getting good minutes and you know she knows what her job is and what her role is and she's happy with that and she does contribute to whatever she needs to. So, uh, yeah, she's a, a good inclusion in this group. Every, every team needs to have a player like that. Well, Abby Bishop getting a bit lazy after her... Uh holiday with the family because she's 16 points but she hasn't racked up a double yet. Oh, she's only on seven rebounds. I'm sure will be riding her yeah. at half time. With four <laughs> steals now that's yeah. normally what you'd expect a guard to have, not a uh, forward. Yeah, seven, eight minutes and she's probably uh, just looking at the minutes played there. She's played the most of the bigs I would imagine given that yep. um, there's some foul problems there for Tolo and, and for... Yeah. Only Natalie Hurst has played more minutes than yeah. uh, Abby in the game so far. So at half time, the stats have dropped out on us. Perfect time to uh, take a break here with the knowledge that uh, it was the Boomers over the Rangers 72-56. We'll take a break here on Sport Radio and be back with all the stats and the second half in just a few moments. Welcome back to Southern Cross Stadium here as the second half is about to take place between the Capitals and the AIS. The Institute in a hole at the moment, 44 to 25. As uh, Tracy Beattie in her 300th game just comes over and uh, Canberra Times' Julia White handing the ball back, a highlight for uh, Julia's basketball season there. Michelle? What's going to be a highlight for the <laughs> Caps here tonight? For the tonight? Caps tonight. Look, I, I think, you know, uh, clearly the Capitals really need to focus in this second half on much better conversion rates. Their shooting percentage is down, and if they, you know, want to get as much out of this game as they can, they need to do a better job of finishing off. Um, we've got Abby Bishop sitting with 16 points and 7 boards, so she's had a good first half, but shot floor from 11 in the paint, you know, and she won't be happy with that. Uh, the bigs um, in Tolo and Beattie are both sitting in some foul trouble, so they will probably see min- limited minutes, and uh, that's, I guess, going to be a little bit disappointing for Tracy in that, uh, you know, it's her 300th game. So uh, for the AIS, Lizzie Cambridge will obviously come on, and again, she'll probably play limited minutes if she plays at all, because she's already played her 14 and a half minutes, and Dean said at the start of the game it would be 15 minutes for her. But I yep. don't, I quite honestly do not think he can afford to sit her for the entirety of the season. I think he has to sit her because this game's gone. Yeah, you're okay? right. And uh, she's the leading scorer on the floor for the AIS. This game's over, and they've got a very, very important game tomorrow night 
up against Bendigo. Well, they do, Craig, and I agree, I understand where you're coming from, but at the same time, he's got another nine players around that they have to back up tomorrow night. And if they get absolutely smashed tonight, what does that do to their confidence? So it's a real, it is a judgment, you know, and it's a difficult decision to make. The other thing too, I guess, is tonight's the TV game. You don't want to get smashed on ABC no, too. You don't want to get. I mean, you never want to get smashed, <laughs> do you? But uh, certainly, you're right. You don't want to get smashed on because I think they've only got one ABC this game. Is there, this is this for these girls. So yeah. As the uh, caps return to the floor, it's Abrams Hurst. And uh, a few comments tonight is definitely that Natalie Hurst is the Canberra Capitals in 2008-9. Sinclair, Bibby and Bishop. It will be Ireland, Harrington, Jerry, Farley and Cambridge for a last half a minute, is it? We've got the <laughs> gaps with the ball as Bishop now goes to Abrams. Abrams just tries to get away, or did get away from... Uh, Island that time, Bishop's in the paint and makes the shot. Nice move by Bishop there, wrong-footing Jerry. Yeah, she really has that move down pat, just rolls off the defence and goes strong to the basket. As the uh, AIS now through Farley, working around the arc, goes for the throw. I wanted to see Bree do this all night and finally it pays off. She should listen to the super coach from the sideline and uh, take a few more of those. It certainly looks good coming out of the hand. Oh, jeez, if I'm a coach, <laughs> even in the first place, super coach is much. Cambridge now puts a hand in, gets it away from Bishop, goes to Jerry. Jerry carries it all the way. I don't know about the layup at the end, but it was a, uh, it was a move and a half. It was unorthodox, but effective, wasn't it, Craig? <laughs> yes, as uh, Hurst brings it down the floor. It's... 46 to 30 here is Bibby working around now. Oh, Abrams uh, just ha could not pull it back in. And the, the look of frustration on Kelly Abrams' face there as she just couldn't get that ball back. Yeah, look, that was just a sloppy, sloppy pass from Jess Bibby there. And she knows that. And Coach Graff has just pulled her from the floor and she's having a bit of a chat yeah. with her about that, I suspect. Well, she couldn't. We're on the line here and we could see how bad that pass That's was. Right. <laughs> Farley now has it again. Harrington, I don't know who that screen was for. It's a Pereira certainly didn't trouble her. They tried to dump it over the top that time. There was a nothing move as Bishop oh, pulls up on the dribble at the left elbow. Had to go back to Sinclair. Goes oh. back and I've got my first touch of the season. All right. <laughs> as uh, the ball is over the baseline. Farley now to uh, inbound the ball to Ireland. Island. Oh, gee, again, Hurst is in there harassing as it's Harrington now in the front court. Brie Farley, long-range shot. Oh. She put so much on it. She thought she was outside the arc, not just inside it. Pereira will finish Lovely this off transition. at the other end. Lovely transition, Buffalo. Abby Bishop steals the inbound pass. Oh, the AIS need to do something here. Pereira gets four points in a matter of seconds. <laughs> And again, the defensive pressure from Canberra up the floor. Back out to a 20.4 game as it's 50 to 30 here. Farley oh. had the ball in her hand. And then called, called Sinclair pushing on uh, Cambridge. So the first foul coming in the two and three and a quarter minutes. Uh, that's not bad considering the fouls that we've already had this evening. Cambridge just absolutely pushing Sinclair out the way. She hits the deck and makes the shot and uh, now there was a no call and the AIS bench all up as one. Bishop called for the travel as she was trying to get around Jerry. 
Certainly the AIS has come out here determined in this third quarter. Well, that's right. They've got nothing to lose, have they? They're just going to throw everything at it and work really hard and try and get some some game together, I guess, for as you talked about earlier, the big game tomorrow night against Bendigo. Bali and uh, Harrington trying to work a move up in the back of the front court, but... Uh, Abrams is good enough to tap the ball into Farley and it's over the side. Malt will come into the game now for Farley as they make their switch and, uh, well, Cambridge has had more than 15 minutes now. She certainly has and Tolo's just come back onto the floor there for Sinclair so uh, see how long she lasts with her four fouls. Hurst zigzagging around Tolo at top of the key, puts up a good shot and makes it. It's a nice way to step back out onto the floor, isn't it? Sweet shot from the foul line. Is indeed. Tolo gets the rebound at the other end now. So the camp's back in transition. Pereira bringing it down the floor. Or she couldn't find an option. Good hand in there by Malt. And it goes to Ireland who gives it off to Harrington to carry it down the floor. Harrington gets up to Pereira now. Good opportunity here for Pereira to get some minutes. And also on TV time as well. Uh, Cambridge has the ball stolen away from her. Bishop and Hurst working together in the backcourt now as the ball comes. Uh, Hurst should go for the three there No look away pass Abrams 15 foot jump shot is short And uh, that time the ball misses everyone Including the media bench And uh, it will be a turnover The AIS getting full court pressure From the Capitals Trail by 20 points here 52 to 32 6 minutes and 33 They have to push it long to get it to Caitlin Rowe Almost at the halfway line Oh the handoff to Ireland Hurst is just in her face Hurst and Pereira now almost double teaming on Ireland. Ireland, although zigzags away, kick off, goes to Rowe who drives down to the baseline and makes the score. That was a good move there. There was a couple of opportunities they had and in the end they took the best one. Well, that's right. And Caitlin Rowe was smart to go strong at, um, as we've just had Kelly Abrams called for a travel on that, but to go strong against Tola who they know is sitting on her fourth foul, so she was caught out. Inbound pass to Ireland, and Ireland looks absolutely knackered here, Michelle, as she starts to carry the ball up on Hurst, who looks fresh as a daisy, ready to uh, <laughs> kick on in this third term. Ball goes to the left now, and it's Harrington. Oh, drives down the right-hand lane, but can't finish off the layoff, and Bishop now has got to double figures. She's got a double-double. Abrams nails it from the right side. That was just a step in the three-point arc as again the AIS have to go long as the Capitals push here. Rowe driving down the left lane goes off to Jerry can't get it to land and Rowe will pull in the loose ball goes back to Malt Malt has to hand back to Harrington as they work around goes to Ireland on the left 45 but a long way from home now it's Malt, baseline, jump shot doesn't fall, Jerry pulls it back in, they get a reset shot clock Jerry finds herself nowhere to between her no one between her and the basket she looked around to pass it off and then goes hold on a sec I can just go here <laughs> that's right, and she does. So this is like the parting of the Red Sea yeah, just, uh, but yeah no look and Jerry's been good, she's been persistent and getting after Picking up some scraps and all that sort of stuff. So, you know, whilst the stats are probably not showing a large impact, she has been working very hard out there. Yeah, Joy comes back out now. I should say Cambridge is off the floor. Hurst working around the arc, looking for an option here. Goes to Pereira for three on the baseline, rattles off. Tapped away by Sinclair. Abrams is able to pull it down. Hurst gets it back. Abrams now 
Abrams, just a picture of concentration as she brings the ball around the arc. Sinclair finds Beattie. Beattie off the iron, doesn't fall. Sinclair rebounds again. And this time it is Abrams, the captain, who's setting up the play from the centre circle. Inside to Sinclair. Sinclair, oh, look to dump off to Beattie. Beattie, great hands to pull it back in. Pereira. Oh, well. Three second caller. On Beattie in the paint. Timeout called by Dean Kingsman here with four minutes and 25 seconds left to go in the third quarter. Just lost the stats here, so I can't update you with the scorers. My apologies for that as uh, we lost the stats just at half time. So what is uh, Dean Kinsman saying? 18 points the difference here. Four minutes, 25 seconds to go in the uh, quarter. Yeah, look, and I think Dean will be just talking to the girls about staying focused on the job, making sure that they're looking after the ball at the offensive end of the floor. Because, you know, 18 points is a respect, you know, a respectable gap in a game where you're looking at the top-placed team against the bottom-placed team with the level of experience on both sides. You know, 18 points, you can walk away from that feeling, you know, you never feel great about a loss, but feeling reasonably satisfied that you stuck at it and you worked hard. So he'll be talking to the girls about, you know, staying focused on the job, um, not succumbing to the defensive pressure because they're getting tired here, you know, and at the offensive end of the floor, just being patient and letting the opportunities come. I would suggest to you that the, because there's no Kate Gaze and Steph coming in this team, the average age of players is probably between the average age difference of games experience would be 60 maybe even 70 um, average difference between each player you're probably about right it's huge as Jerry now takes on Beattie and Sinclair and draws the foul out of Sinclair don't know what the foul was we'll have to wait for some sort of action (laughs) an arm check well, I reckon the TV replay will show you the air that was checked on that call. That's right, and we've got Hannah Bowley going to season four time for Pete Sinclair. Yep, I'm not sure what foul Sinclair was up to. I didn't see the, uh, I didn't see the score there. No. As I try to get her some stats. And she had two, so that's potentially her third. fourth, third or fourth. Third or fourth. Uh, yeah, she's had two this quarter. Yeah. yeah. Certainly been some fouls as Jerry makes uh, second and it's 54-38 as Hurst sets up. Hurst now, oh Hurst, they opened up for her but she zigzags in, out. Pereira looking for a three-point attempt, no. Goes to Beattie on the right elbow, outside to Dalgleish. Inside to, no it didn't go in, oh it does go inside to Bowley, back outside to Dalgleish. Dalgleish getting harassed, can't get the shot shot off. off. It's Hurst in the end. Oh, my buzzer knocks down a huge three. Yeah, look, and that was really not the best position for Natty to be in to take that one, but she was forced by the shot clock and uh, managed to convert it. Did indeed. As Harrington, Jerry now working around. Goes to Joy, back to Harrington. Now it's Rowe. Malt for three off the iron hard. And it's Bowley who gets the ball into the hands of Hurst. Hurst goes left side to Dalgleish who has time to set. Rattles off the iron. Beattie taps it away. Dalgleish in the paint. Leaves it short. Tapped away to Pereira that time. 
too many offensive forwards. You know, the AOS are just making it so hard for themselves by not keeping Canberra off the offensive glass. Yep, they need to do that for sure. As they're working around, Hurst fading away and a whistle on the play. No one was near Hurst when she was fading, so I'm not sure what the call is. 20-point ball game here with three minutes to go in the third term. It's 57-37. I think it'll be Hurst on the foul line, actually. I think they called a pushing foul there on Hurst. As shot is made... Well, Perth must be getting up in the sort of you know low double figure point range now. She's getting close. Makes the two and the sub on now. I think this is the first minute. Lauren Jansen, I think in the in the regular season, I think that would be right. She certainly got some minutes in the pre-season. But I don't recall her getting any minutes at all so far in the regular season. Well, they're uh, happy about that. As Jansen comes onto the floor now, goes to the right-hand side and it's Island. Kernick now, Malt. Malt back to Rowe, Rowe to Malt. Malt inside to Cambridge. Cambridge, those shots, she can't get it down. Hurst, oh, had it tapped away from Rowe. Malt picks up the ball, brings it back into the front court for the AAS now. Goes to the top of the iron, finds Island. Island working to her left. Over the top, gives it to Malt. Malt goes to Rowe. Ten seconds on the shot clock. Kernick now. Turning, goes outside. Ireland moves up towards a three-point shot. Hits the iron, rattles away. And Bowley, oh, the pass just at the feet of Dalgleish. She couldn't pull it in. Sits down next to uh, Nicole Ireland, the assistant coach <laughs> of the AAS. And uh, she pats her on the back with bad luck and they're back into the game. I've got stats back here, Michelle. We'll update you with uh, all those now. As we go left side to Koenig. Koenig right side to Rowe. Now into the hands of Ireland. Back to Koenig. Koenig gives it to Farley. Farley from the left lane. Can't bank it in. Koenig pulls up the rebound. Goes back to Farley. Now to Koenig. Fakes the three. Takes on Bowley, takes on Beattie. Where was the call there? As Farley must have travelled. She drags it over the top and it's back in the hands of Koenig. Well, they've put the whistles away. Ireland goes right side to Farley, dumps over the top. Cambridge. Three second call. Oh, interesting one. Anyway. (laughs) Here's the stat. Bishop is on 18 points and I'd say Hurst is on 10 Another player on 10. I, I don't have the box scores up. Cambridge is on 11. And Hurst with only four rebounds. I don't know how that works. Farley now. Is it only a rebound if you get the ball before it hits the floor? No, Koenig for three. Yeah, Beattie who pulls down the rebound that time. Hurst carries it up the floor. Goes, dumps off. Bowley in the paint. And that's her first point for the Capitals in Canberra. Yeah, it is, and she ran the lane really hard and Natalie Hurst rewarded her there. A good penetration and found her open. So, you know, run the lanes hard and you get rewarded for it. Koenig, 61-37, so the Caps doing it easy now. As they go from Ireland to three, all net from Ireland. That was a great shot, yeah. (laughs) Hurst again goes off. Now Jansen, first touch in offence by my count. 
takes up position, gets it back from Beattie. Dribbles it round two. Dalgleish. Beatty gets it on the left side. Now back to Jansen. Around the corner goes to Bowley. Bowley puts up another shot all next. Nice, sweet little short down shot. Knocks him down, so it's good. As the ball comes up the floor, Ireland brings it straight up the centre. Left side goes to Fowley. Fowley, two seconds left. Koenig pulls up, gives the jump shot, makes it on the buzzer. And it will be 63 to 42 as we go to the final break. And uh, Rebecca Dick, there, the uh, the scholarship coach for the AIS, just yelling at the AIS girls to hurry up, get in here. We want to talk to you. Well, that's right. And I guess, you know, they've done a reasonable job of staying in the 20-point range against the Capitals. But I guess what's disappointing is that Canberra's bench have played an awful lot of minutes in this, particularly in this third quarter. So you would hope that... A team that's been playing uh, together, you know, for the season in the National League would be able to make some indents into into that deficit, but not to be. And, and full credit to the Canberra bench, you know, they've come out there. Sinclair did a great job for them. Fowley's come on and she's done a good job for them, um, you know, and we've seen Lauren Jansen getting some minutes as well. Yep. Just looking at the uh, full call of the card here. For the Capitals, it's 18 points for Abby Bishop, then 2 on 10, Natalie Hurst and Jess Bibby. Then it's 6 points for Mariana Tolo, 5 points for uh, Jess Bibby, sorry. And so Tolo's actually so got Tolo's 10. So Tolo's shot 10, sorry. Yep. Uh, then it's 4 points, 3 players, Pereira, Abrams and Sing... And, uh, sorry, Pereira, Bowley and Sinclair. Abrams has got six, and then there's two points to Tracy Beattie as another light has gone out up in the, the stadium here. You looked up before, but I can see they've now got one, two, three, four, five lights. Six lights are blown out all over the crowd. All over the crowd, thank you. Which is important. That's important because we certainly don't want to be losing lighting on the court. But uh, Although we've got the ABC here, they might be able to throw, well, throw some of their lights on there. Yeah, that's it. We've got a few extra sun guns <laughs> so there. So Lizzie Cambridge has come back out. She must be getting up around 19, 20 minutes now, I'd say. She yep, and played. she's still sitting down, so you'd expect her to be in the game here at I the think, end of this. Yeah, she looks like she's walking back out there. 11 points for Cambridge. Four rebounds. Uh, next best on the floor, Rachel Jarry with eight. Then it is three players on six, Rowe, uh, Ireland and Farley. And then it's back uh, to five points for Koenig. And they're the only scorers. That's right. Lizzie Cambridge has actually played 21 minutes. So yeah, well. Uh, I think Dean's hand... Maybe he's four. decided that we have to stay competitive here on this TV game. And she's not going to play. So Bendigo would be sitting back watching this going, uh, gee, what is, what's going to happen tonight? Does this make our game that little bit easier? Yeah. As Jerry working in hard and called for the travel. Yeah. As uh, Tracy Beattie will start the final term in her 300th game. Pereira, Bibby, it's Hurst, Bowley all out there for the Capitals. Hurst bringing it into the front court. Harrington watching her. Up the right wing. Goes back to Bowley. Bowley at the top of the arc. Goes to Pereira. Pereira now. This will be the most even scorecard on minutes I think we've ever seen for the Capitals. It's uh, Hurst driving into the paint. Hurst, fight away jump shot. Great move. She's just learnt really to use her body really, really well. She's quite strong now and 
and uses her strength to, you know, ride that bump and still get the good finish. As Farley roll off to Harrington for three off the iron. Cambridge, oh, Cambridge just mugged Pereira there. And uh, yeah, no surprise that uh, Cambridge is going to be called for the foul. That was absolutely clumsy. And the crowd is letting her know. And they are letting her know that. You know, the thing I like about that, though, is to see such a big girl getting hard after stuff. She's aggressive, but she's willing to throw herself on the floor. When you've got a six or seven player who does that, that's good to have. Yes, it is indeed. Beatty gives it back to her. Beatty takes position. That's experience there. Liz Cambridge can't defend that. That's just basic give-and-go basketball and well-executed from Beattie and Hurst there. I tell you what Cambridge is making to do. Cambridge is travelling down the floor so quick that Tracy isn't getting that leisurely <laughs> walk-up with the ball carrier tonight. Farley goes to Jerry. Jerry, long-range Jay, doesn't fall. Beattie goes after it. Oh, good work from Koenig there who tapped it back. But in the end, sub Tolo comes in. Tolo comes in for Bowley as timeout has been called by... Dean Kinsman. He's called his second now as the camps are out to a 67 42 lead. Yeah, I don't think it's a score, have they, Craig? Not this quarter. Not this quarter. So, yeah, look, he'll be just talking to the girls here about, you know, eight and a half minutes to go. We do not want to, you know, get blown out now. We've done a reasonable job of keeping it at around the 20 point mark. Let's not get the, uh, let the Capitals get right on top of us here and just run this one out. So, he'll just be talking about consolidating focus and, uh, doing the little things that they need to do to just keep it at a respectable level. Well, let's talk about percentages here. The cap shooting of 40% to 34 to the AAS. It's 21 to 22 from outside the arc, although that difference is 13 to 14 compared to 2 to 9. Then free throws, huge difference in this game. It is 14 from 18 for the Capitals at 78%. The AAS, 10 from 22 at 45%. I'm sure Ouch. you're going to be asking Dean Kinsman <laughs> about free throw shooting and how much practice are they going to do between now and Bendigo tomorrow. Well, that's right. And, you know, particularly, I mean, 10 from 22 for the game is not good, but it was at a critical time where they missed the string of those foul shots as well. And the turnovers, is, uh, actually, capital turnovers have creeped up a little. They're at 13, and, and the AOS are still giving up the ball far too much at 20 for the game. Are indeed. As the... Uh AIS back in defence here after the timeout. Hurst brings it down the oh. front court. Hurst misses Pereira. Beatty tries to uh, slap it back, and uh, Pereira ends up on the ground there. As uh, it will be, Kernick inbound ball violent. It was indeed. Goes back to Farley. Farley looking around. Goes left side. Kernick should have taken the three, then it was a well open three. Uh, Island won't uh, back down. She makes it. BD. Oh, stepping on the line as she reclaimed that rebound. Right. She so. had a little word to the referee there. Mm. Didn't feel that she was well done by. Cambridge is in the paint that time, but Ireland gets it outside. Goes to Jerry. Jerry all pulled up on a dribble. She shouldn't have done that then. And uh, this time, Farley had a foot on the paint, and that is out of bounds. Mm. Another turnover that the AIS didn't need. Yep. 67 plays 42 here with 7 minutes and 50 seconds. It's Hurst zigzagging around. Goes now to Tolo. 
Tolo hands it inside to Pereira. Pereira backs away, drives baseline after the back away, kicks it away though and Jerry comes up with it. Jerry's going to carry it down the floor, has first, dumps it up to Cambridge and Cambridge in heavy traffic. Well, she couldn't put it back in. Jerry went the rebound. She got the put back in but the whistle had already blown. Yeah, that's right. And good running from the big girl there. Got up the floor quickly and was rewarded and uh, Catwoods were forced to foul her and... That's her fifth foul from Mariana Tolo, so she leaves the floor with a dozen points. Yep. I think she might have ended up with there, so in probably limited minutes, given that she was in foul trouble for a fair chunk for of the game. For a long time, yeah. As Cambridge misses the first of the free throws once again. Ten yeah. points Tolo had in yep. the game. It's Koenig who gets the rebound after Cambridge misses the second. Ireland goes left, gives it back to Koenig now. Then it's back to Ireland, to Farley. Farley, oh, in and out. Dump over the top to Jerry. Jerry tried the reverse layup, but the 300 game was there and didn't let her get past. Hurst, fadeaway jump shot from the right elbow. And it was. She hooks it out. Big sky hook out to go back to Hurst. I tell you what, Bibby's not getting the shot uh, action that she used to. Hurst is really taking all that attention <laughs> on the fadeaway Jays. Over the top goes to Beattie. Oh, and Cambridge has been called for the foul. Cambridge is going to be very close to fouling out here, I feel. Hasn't scored a point in the second half, Liz Cambridge. And she will sit down. No, four fouls, but does fit, sit down with Farley as Malt and Oliver come back into the game. So it will be Beattie. She'll want to play this game out too. She certainly will. She'll oh. A big looping uh, free throw there. Gave it plenty of hang time. She did. And again. Second shot is good. And Beattie makes two from two. Beattie now working back in defences. Caps are in the zone. Goes left side to Malt. Back to Koenig. Koenig thought about the three for a moment. Didn't get with right side. Over the top. It was Ireland inside to Jerry. It's uh, Pereira on the mismatch there. The cap uh, just uh, got caught. And that's the danger when you go into, uh, go into zone where you do have such a well-heighted um, a, a well opposition. They can find you on a mismatch in defence and exploit it. That's right. Jerry knocks down the first of her foul shots. Second looks good as well. And finally, Jerry moves to 10 points for the game. 69 plays 44. Oh, as Koenig just... I don't know, Chantel Pereira must have a target on her back <laughs> at the moment because everyone was absolutely hammering it tonight. Hurst looks to inbound the ball. It goes to Sinclair, who's back out there now for Tolo. Hurst, ball on the floor, zigzags. Oh, Koenig had a ball, a hand in there. I thought Pereira dribbled it out, but uh, it's fly on very still. Close. Oh. As uh, Beattie hits uh, um, Stevenson. Stevenson with uh, the hottest pass of the night. And Claire didn't collect it. That's right, she should be ready, should have her hands up, ready to receive that one, Craig, whether you got the whistle or not. <laughs> That's it. Island brings the ball back down the floor here. Malt on the left side, six minutes left to go in the game as Kernak goes for three, it's all good. Baseline three-point shot. 
Capitals bring it down. Carrera's got on the right wing. Back to Tracy Beatty at the point. They're looking to go inside to Abby Bishop and they find her. Back out to her. Swings it round to Bibby who drives hard. That classic fade away. Telltale, isn't it? It's just what she does you so well. You picked up the play by play and <laughs> Bibby got into the shooting motion. Molt bounce pass down into Oliver. Oliver, oh, just... Yep. Katie Oliver, hopefully tomorrow night's a better game for you. And Tracy Beatty gives away a foul. I think oh. they've actually called, called it, it on Jerry. On Jerry there. Well, that's I unbelievable. They, I think they called the first. I think Jerry held her on the first instance. And, and okay. I'll, uh, I'll buy that. <laughs> it's a fourth personal foul for uh, Rachel Jerry. I'm just having a look at the foul count here. There's if you been look an at Canberra, tonight, yes, there has. Um, Canberra's got Tolo fouled out. Four fouls on uh, Sinclair Beatty. And then we'll go to the AS in a moment as the Caps set up in offence. Abrams is back out on the floor. She hasn't been there for a while. Neither has this girl. Abby Bishop banks it in with a nice little hook shot. Hasn't been there for a while, but makes her presence known as soon as she steps out on the floor. Cambridge yeah. is on four personal fouls along with Jerry. And then it's uh, three fouls on Koenig at the moment as Koenig has the ball in her hands. Goes right side to Malt, then back to Rowe. There's no inside game for the AIS at the moment, and that's the problem this year. They've been uh, Cambridge-centric as a oh, nice fade away from Rowe. Unfortunately, she dragged both feet before she put up the shot. Yeah, because that was a, a nice-looking shot, but unfortunately, as you say, she did travel. Four minutes and 49 seconds, 73 plays 47. As Hurst brings the ball in the front court, bounce pass to Bibby. Bibby goes around Abrams, all left her behind, pickpocketed by Joy. Michelle Joy goes to Rosie Malt, down to Katie Oliver, and that's got to give her some confidence making the layup. Yeah, and again, you know, she ran the floor hard and was rewarded for her efforts. Bibby, yes, she does it. And nice layup there by the left-hander. Good penetration. I have to say, just Bibby's had not probably not one of her better games, and I don't mean just in the scoring sense. She's made some uncharacteristic turnovers and just hasn't had the impact that she would normally have. But I guess she's adjusted a little bit to the fact that she was in the starting group, so it's a little bit of a different role. That's it. Hurst now for three, a long way back from the arc, and nailed it. What was she? About uh, half a metre back from the arc. When yeah, she was jumped. Uh, pretty much a downtown three there, and that must take her up to around 15 or 16 points, I'd imagine. And we're looking at a 29 point difference now, so, you know, Dean Kingsman, I think, getting called away. This time out to say, look, girls, we just need to hang in there. We're not going to get this one tonight, but we don't want to walk away from here. And having fought pretty hard for, you know, three and a half quarters and kept it at a, around about a a 20-point margin when at the first quarter it was looking like it was going to be a complete blowout. They really um, don't want to, you know, let it get any further out. I've got I've got uh, Natalie Hurst 18 points for the game here uh, because we've got four minutes remaining on the uh, game clock. Mm-hmm. And uh, well, no, sorry, it is 15. My apologies. I I thought okay. that uh, 78 to 49. I thought. That uh, didn't include that, so 15 points. Leading scorer is Abby Bishop with 20, Tolo with 10, and for Tracy Betty, she's on six points, along with Kelly Abrams, and uh, then nine points for Jess Biddy 
who, uh, well, she, yeah, she hasn't been as dominating on the floor as what she has been over the last couple of seasons. Still knows how to find the basket. Oh, she certainly knows how to find, find the basket. That's one thing that Jess Bibby just instinctively knows. And, uh, yeah, so it's, it's good to see. Capitals are spreading their scoring around. Yes, we've got, you know, a 20 and a 15-point scorer, but there's, you know, four or five others chipping in with a half-dozen-odd points, which is, is good. As, again, the full-court pressure from the Capitals. Well, Kelly Abrams has been called for a foul there. She doesn't look happy about it, but it's only about her second. Third, check that. And, uh, well, it happened in the uh, backcourt for the AIS. So Harrington now brings it into the front court. She's watched by Hurst. Oh, Bree Farley almost travelled there as Bibby was right up on her. Rowe gets the ball stripped by Beatty. And it's over the baseline, so the AIS... We'll get to set up again with 14 seconds on the shot clock. It's 3 minutes and 44 seconds left to go in the game. Inside ball to Katie Oliver, who found her range from about 15 foot on the baseline that time. Yeah, she seems to have a nice little short-range jump shot there. I've seen a couple of those from her. Abrams called on the travellers. Bree Farley copped an elbow well. yeah. in the uh, mouth. So yeah. Farley uh, got a bit of blood. Not picked up by the ref yet, so maybe there is no blood. Looks better if there's blood. <laughs> Katie Oliver gets the ball and... Uh, oh, carries a pass, Tracy oh, Betty. Kicks it right. But, yeah, the pass wasn't good. I thought she had a man beaten and uh, Bibby lays it up at the other end. She's 11 points for the game. Farley goes to Oliver now, so can Oliver do it again? No, she passes off to Joy. Joy, a long way from home, gives it off to Harrington. Harrington just working around the centre circle. Handoff from Oliver. Oliver's got herself in good position here now. She just has to get their attention to get it to her. Oliver working in the key. Rowe takes it all the way. Bishop taps it off her. And uh, eventually Hurst and Rowe are rolling on the ground near the baseline. Shot clock counts out, but the ball's gone over the side. So it'll be interesting to see what the call is because Hurst put it over the side. Yeah, I'm not quite sure what they're going to... Um Shot clock violation. Mm. Yeah. Abby Bishop's laughing here because she goes, well, there's another one I got away with. <laughs> 80 points to 51. See Lauren Jansen coming back into the game for uh, Kate, uh, Kelly Abrams there. And I, I don't think we see Liz Cambridge again. She's taking no. her shoes off over there, so she's done for the night. As it is, Beatty, you're getting the ball off to Hurst. Hurst calling Bibby around. Called Bibby one way, Bibby went the other. She got the ball anyway. Jansen over the top to Beatty. Beatty goes back to Hurst. Hurst, oh, she can hit anything tonight, can't she? She's just, yeah, looking, and she's just getting some great opportunities and, and using her, um, her patience and her poise so well to create the space to get the shots off against bigger opposition. She's really developed that. Harrington trying to call someone Joy over into the corner, but it's all too late now. Harrington goes herself. Bishop, great work by Abby Bishop. She does the intercept there, gives it off to Bibby. Caitlin Rowe was never going to be able to get there in time, and she knocks down a big three. 85, plays 51, a minute 56 to go in the game. Oliver gives it to Bree. It's a blowout now. This is a percentage game that Caps want too. 
Yeah, really junk time now, isn't it, Craig? And uh... Oliver again just rattles out for the AIS. Hurst gets the rebound, surprise, surprise. She hasn't got a double-double by the end of this night. There's been some dodgy stats. And uh, she's not going to either because she's only got six rebounds. That'd be number seven. Oh, again, uh, unfortunately, Bibby couldn't get another long-range bomb to drop. Joy gets it from Farley and Harrington. Works it down into the front court. A minute and 15 seconds left to go in the game. Farley, well, they are thinking about tomorrow night and the Bendigo Spirit, the AAS, will have that game for you on sportradio.com.au as the pass from Oliver was just lacklustre. Harrington was supposed to receive it. Hurst taps it out of the game and she will sit down. So that is definitely going to stop her from getting a double-double. That's right, and I think Natalie's had a particularly good game tonight, yep. not just in terms of her scoring output, but also in the way that she just ran the group out there and the defensive pressure. Surprise they're sitting Tracy Beattie down with a minute to go as the AAS don't get the shot to land as the buzzer runs out. Herrera Sinclair, Bishop now with the ball in hands, goes to Jansen. I would have expected the Caps to finish the game with uh, Beattie on the floor. As uh, it goes through hands eventually to Pereira on the left-hand side. Pereira's hook shot left short and Harrington and Oliver wrestling for it. Pereira got in there. Harrington carries it down, kicks it long. Oh, Jansen with the... Oh, I thought it was a steal. <laughs> it knocked a hand. It would have been nice, wouldn't it? But no, she certainly took the arm on that one as well. Well, 28 seconds left. Why do you bring a player off in their 300 game with less than a minute to go? Is there a reason I'm asking? Like, certainly we wouldn't argue with Supercoach Graf, but... No, I don't know. Uh, there may well be a reason that we're not... Privy to. Inside to Rowe. Rowe dumps over the top to Oliver. Oliver passes it to Pereira, and the Caps are off to the races again. Gives it to Bibby. Bibby is looking to call uh, Jansen off. Jansen puts up the shot. Can't bank it in. Pereira puts it back. Good rebound. She read that really well and then got that board. So. Bibby was looking for Jansen there too. She yeah. was calling it. As it's all wrapped up here at Southern Cross Stadium, it's 87 to 51. The Capitals' dominant winners tonight over the AIS, who will have a, a big, big game tomorrow up against Bendigo. Michelle, you'll go and speak to some of the players and we'll wrap it up here. Tracy, congratulations. 300 games in the league. That's an outstanding achievement. a long while. <laughs> I never thought I'd get here starting, you know, almost 15 years ago now, so it's just awesome to still be running up and down the court. That's great. And it puts you in the league with some pretty phenomenal players, Rachel Storm, Karen Dalton, Robin Maher. How does it feel? That's awesome. I didn't realise there were so few of us in the 300 club. So that's like a real honour to be up there with those awesome, awesome, talented women. Well, and you, look, I think personally you played some of the best basketball in the last couple of years. You seem to have flourished with your moves. Yeah, uh, it's, uh, it's been a great move personally on the court. And it's just, yeah, Graffy's just in a league of her own and... She's just awesome. <laughs> That's great. And you've still got some years left in you. I mean, you're getting up and down the floor quickly. And, yeah, you know. I think I'm probably faster now than I was back in my Adelaide days, so it's a bit of a worry. But, um, yeah, look, I've got one more year left on this contract and I'll, you know, hope to extend that. Okay, great. Well, congratulations again. And Thank you. Thanks, Michelle. Graffy, good to get the win tonight. How did you feel about the girls' game overall, even coming back from the break? 
Yeah, look, I mean, I think our focus was good, our intensity was good, and they're the main things right now. I mean, you know, these are two to a tough group to play. The referees called it really tight. I mean, both teams were in the bonus quickly. You know, we both went to zones to try and protect people in foul. So it doesn't make for a normal kind of game. Um, you know, but like I said, focus and intensity were on the mark, and, you know, that, that, they're the two critical things for us. I mean, the technical parts come with different opponents, but, you know, I thought Bishop was tough. I think Hurst at the point guard controlled tempo exceptionally well. You know, we had a few people probably trying too hard, but that comes from the right place. So, yeah, it wasn't a bad, you know, it wasn't a bad performance. And you got some good minutes out of Sinclair and Howley when she got out there. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I think Peter Sinclair was, you know, she was great for us. I mean, we had the two monsters in foul trouble. She came in did a super job, defended Cambridge really well. Um, you know, and that's what you want your bench players to do when they get an opportunity and you need and they've got to step up, and she certainly did that tonight. Great, thanks. Tough night tonight for you guys, being first game coming up against the league leaders. Oh, certainly. I think, you know, uh, probably their night was all about towards the end when the game was really away from us and they still come out with four of their starters and they're, you know, they're, they're trying to polish their act up to, you know, to push towards finals. So a good finish to them and they, they played physically well and they, they really started to light it up towards the end, I think, particularly when we started to fatigue a bit and, uh, and they really capitalised on that. They did, and you guys, I mean, you played with your Cambridge probably more minutes than you wanted to, and you've got to back up tomorrow against Bendigo, so what do you, you know, how do you nurse the girls through that? Oh, look, reality says tomorrow morning, like, you know, we get a good read of how she pulls up, and it may be at the end of the day she doesn't play tomorrow, so, uh, you know, we've got to look at her well-being, so, but if she pulls up all right, we'll get some minutes out of her tomorrow. She certainly played probably uh, seven or eight minutes more than what we would have anticipated today, but you can tell her presence on the floor when she was there, and, and when she's not, it's a different game altogether for us, and I think the disappointing thing for us today was our three-throw shooting and our, uh, our open shots. You know, I think we hardly made you know back-to-back baskets from perimeter shots, and that's going to put an enormous amount of pressure on you when you're small. It certainly does, and you're right. Your foul shooting, particularly at one point there, you had a string where you're like you're about eight down, and you had to knock a couple of those down, and you're back to like a two-point game. So it really hurts. Oh yeah, and particularly early, you know, like if you, I think we had uh, four from twelve in the first quarter, and we made our last two. So at one stage we were two from ten, and uh, when it's a you know well, we had a nine-zero start, and the rest of the quarter is basically you know, 16-12 or whatever, so we, that's a, we, we can match it for periods of time um, clearly we just suffer from a bit of depth and a bit of, you know, a bit of extra contribution from a few people and uh, that's what we've got to work to get better at, but obviously we're playing the number one team and, and they exploit any weakness you have, so uh, good on them and especially uh, Tracy in her round of game, she managed to stay out there, so that was good for her to finish off so, good on. Thanks for your time. No problem Thanks Hi Natty, good win tonight for you guys. Yeah, you know, it's nice to come back and uh, get a pretty convincing win and uh, yeah, get those cobwebs out, but we've had a great week at training, so uh, it was good to come out and get a pretty convincing win. Didn't seem like there were too many cobwebs for you. You were certainly shooting the ball well, and just the way that you controlled tempo and the poise that you put on the floor, I, I was very impressed with it. Yeah, you know, Graffy, she's given me a license to, you know, make something happen and look for my shot on, you know, when I'm coming down in transition or on my second touch, so I'm just rolling with it and, uh, yeah... When I'm hitting, I'm going to keep taking it. That's the way. And just, I know Tully's back on the floor at training this week. How's that been for you? You've been matching up a bit against her. I want to go there. Yeah, I had a joke saying I'm back to my apprenticeship with her. But, uh, <laughs> no, you know, it's great having Tully around, just even just getting her experience and, you know, having, being, having Shani being around her and some of our other younger girls um, 
you know, I think they can soak up a lot from Tull, even though they play different positions. And uh, just having her around the team, it's uh, I think it lifts us up another notch. Great. Thanks for your time, Maddie. No worries. Liz, at the start of the game, Dean said he was going to play you for about 15, but I think you ended up playing about 27 or 28. How do you feel right now? Um, I feel pretty good, just lost my voice a little bit, but um, see how I pull up tomorrow for tomorrow's game. Should be fine though. <laughs> okay, that's good. Now look, you're a big presence out there, the way that you get after the ball, and uh, it must be you know, unusual for you to come up against another six foot seven uh, player out there. Um, it is, like, it's just so different, and oh, <laughs> it's just a lot harder, and like, you kind of see what it's like. For the people that train against you every day, I kind of feel sorry for them. <laughs> That's right, but you were working hard and you were making some good moves in there. Were you happy with your game? Um, I guess so, after being out for so long, it was the first game back, so there's lots to improve on, I guess. Yeah, sure, and tomorrow night you guys have got Bendigo, so you've got to back up against them. What do you think about that game? What's the sort of um, We haven't played them yet, so it should be an interesting game. Um, yeah, I guess we'll come out fighting after tonight's performance. All right, well, good luck for tomorrow night. Then. Thank you. Very emotional players there, Michelle. Yeah, look, I had a quick word with Tracy after the game, and she was um, she was quite emotional, and she was I think in some way she was glad that one was over. <laughs> a bit of the pressure's off now, and you know, refocus. But she certainly, um, you know, was quite quite honoured with the way that um, you know she's reached the 300 milestone and. Fairly, fairly large achievement for anyone. It was indeed. And uh, looking at the stats as we wrap it all up here, a convincing win to the Capitals, no doubt about that. Absolutely, and you know, the, uh, Abby Bishop ended up with 20 and 10, so another double-double for her. Natty Hurst with 17, 14 for Jess Biggie, so she piled some points on coming down the stretch there, and uh, Mariana Tolo, who eventually fouled out, um, ending up with... Uh, a, 10 points as well. For the AIS, um, Lizzie Cambridge was obviously the, the big offensive threat for them. She had 11 points. Played 24 minutes, which is more than uh, had been expected to play. And Dean had hoped to play for 15 minutes, but as he said in the post-game interview, he, they were a totally different team when she was out there on the floor. And uh, Alice Koenig ending up with 8 there and uh, Rachel Jarry with 10 for the AIS. Well, it was a dominant performance by the Capitals in the end. A great crowd in for this first game of the Capitals' 2009 leg of this Australian Defence Force season. And, of course, it's back for Capitals basketball next Sunday, uh, Sunday the 25th of January, the next home game when they will be playing the Adelaide Lightning. So that's a, a little bit of a wait for Sport Radio fans until we get to do that game. But I know you wanted to plug uh, another Capitals event that's coming up on Wednesday next week. That's right. The trivia night for the Canberra Transact Capitals on this Wednesday at the Southern Cross Club in, Can- in Tuggeranong for the Canberra people. Uh, you know, tickets are available through One Basketball Canberra, so if you want to get along for a good night and get to spend some social time with the players, it's a good opportunity. Well, it is going to be a... Interesting night, that's for sure. And it'll be what player played their 300th game at Southern Cross Stadium on the 9th, 9th of January, January 2009. <laughs> and that's very symmetrically nice, isn't it? 919. That's, that is, that's true. <laughs> As, uh, well, we need to wrap it up here. We'll be back tomorrow night with AIS basketball action as the AIS take on the... 
Bendigo Spirit. It's going to be an interesting game, I think. I'm already tipping. It'll be a closer scoreline than the 87 to 51 wins of the Capitals tonight. On behalf of Michelle Hockey, I'm Craig Ravel, wishing you a very good evening.